generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. All right, Genesis 11, if you're there, can you shout a thunderous amen? The word says from verse 1, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed through the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shino. 777. Shina, Shina, Shino. And they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, watch that, and they had asphalt for mortar. And they said, Come, let us build, watch their language now, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one and they all have one language and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Verse 7, Come! Let us go down and there confuse their language that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of, of all the earth. And they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, which is actually the root word for Babylon, which is actually the origination of the Babylonic system that God eventually judges in the book of Revelations. Walk with me, you're going to need your theological minds and your spiritual minds more than ever. Right? So God eventually judges the Babylonic system in Revelations. But the origination, the amalgamation, the initiation, the establishment the inception of that system is here in this text. So Babel is the root word for Babylon and it means confusion. Babel means confusion, an amalgamation of multiple languages or multiple intentions because language and speech are connected, but they are not just what comes out, right? Language is what you hear, but speech is internal. That's why this is somebody has a speech impediment. They don't say somebody has a speech non-existence. They say somebody has a speech impediment. So there's a connection between speech and language. Language is the expression of internal communication. Am I going to fast are you getting this are you getting this i don't want to jump the gun but that's why as believers we have a prayer language are you following that oh my lord i don't want to jump the gun but, but let me just give you no let, let me save it <laughs> so they called him and they were scattered by the face of the earth so observe that keep that in mind now let's go to the next chapter next chapter genesis 12 it's interesting then the next chapter verse 1 the bible says now the lord had said to abraham get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that i will show you i will make you a great nation i will bless you i will make your name great and you shall be a blessing i will bless those 
who bless you and I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed so Abram departed as the Lord has spoken to him and Lot went with him and Abram was 75 years old when departed from Haran and this that and all that happened verse 7 Lord appeared to him somebody I wanted to just shout at somebody tell your neighbor don't high five them refuse the hodge to hug them and say empires 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 can we just pray in 30 seconds and ask the Lord, Father, open my eyes, enlighten my understanding, expand my capacity to digest, to receive, to ingest depths of wisdom, expose Christ to me in a layer and a level I've never seen before. Lord, cause there to be like never before a fresh inflow of revelation knowledge. I hope somebody's praying right now. And so God, we pray as a people and as a house that you will invest fade the private spaces where pockets of ignorance may have been hiding in our thinking in our understanding in our orientation father we ask today that there is a massive influx of light let the eyes of our understanding be enlightened that will flow in your eternal counsel and know exactly the empire that you have ordained and also to tear down the empires that we have built in our minds that you have nothing to do with the empires of the this world the structures and the systems of this world the environmental influences of this world Lord help us to move oh God in sync with your will we give you praise and glory our father in Jesus name we have prayed your amen can be louder than that I want us to observe something in the book of Matthew in the book of Matthew chapter 1 the Bible begins to reveal to us how deliberate God is God is not haphazard God is not random God is not reactionary God does not only know what will happen he predetermines what will happen what it in fact means is that if there's anything happening in your life right now it is within the context of God's predetermination it's not taking God by surprise God's not like oh my God oh my God oh I am actually God oh God me you know what's up God let's start God no he's not panicking and when we look at Matthew chapter 1 where the lineage of Christ because everything that God does is connected to Christ Christ is central to every agenda of God Christ is the embodiment he is the core he is the essence he is the sum total he is the apogee he is the zenith he is the foundation he is the radius the arc the segment he is the circumference everything that God is going to say is embedded in a dimension of the expression of Christ and therefore then the the believer cannot just see Christ as a religious emblem or a talisman chant or a name or a doctrine or just a principle. He is the beginning and the end. Watch this. He is not just the beginning or the end. I want somebody to understand that Christ is not just the beginning or the end. That's why when God introduces himself to Ezekiel, he does not introduce himself as a line. In Psalm 19, when, when uh, David speaks about the son, he says that their line has gone to the ends of the earth. He's talking about the solar systems, the systems that God built. 
So the systems that God has put in place, they are a line. In other words, they are going to get to an end at some point. There's going to come a day where our light is not going to be the light of the sun. Are you following this? So God is not a line. I'm going to explain this so somebody can really get that. God is a circle. GB, come help me. Dami, come help me real quick. If it's a line, if God were a line, if God were a line, this is GB over here and this is Dami over here. That means that sometimes he will be alpha. Okay? But when it's alpha, it cannot be omega if it's a line. Are you seeing that? Are you following that? But he's not a line. He's a circle. He's a wheel. How do I know the Bible says that he sits upon the circles of the earth? For you to sit around a secular chair, you must be a secular God. If, it, if it's I see everything, that means it sees in every direction. Are you understanding that? You don't see in every direction because you have a line of sight. God doesn't have a line of sight. He has a sphere of sight. There's a reason I'm explaining this because it's important. <laughs> the Bible says he encircles the earth. Now, if he's a circle, like a ring, by the way, which is one of the reasons people use rings, it is a sign of eternal commitment. A ring has no beginning. A ring has no end. Are you seeing that now? There's no start. There is no end. It's a ring. Now, why am I saying this now? Because there are people who have the idea that Christ is the wisdom of God. And when they're operating with Christ being the wisdom of God, they rob themselves of the operation of, God, of Christ being the power of God. Because their theological schematic presentation of God is that he's a line like a human being. Which means that if he's wise, he's not powerful. Or if he's powerful, he's wise. So there are people who feel like if there's a ministry where a lot of miracles are happening, the wisdom of God is downplayed. And if there's a ministry where there's a lot of revelation, miracles are downplayed. But God is not a line. God is a circle. In other words, God is saying you can be powerful and wise at the same time. God is saying you can be rich and righteous at the same time. Are you seeing that? God is saying you can be influential and humble at the same time. Because your God is not a line who needs to deny a part of himself to regain the other part of himself. He's a circle who embodies everything. So Jesus does not just come with the wisdom of God because the Bible says that when he spoke the wisdom of God, people marveled. After he taught, he also demonstrated the power. Are you understanding that? That means that we're not going to be a house that will just be wise and say powerful things. There will be miracles, signs, and wonders. And we're not just going to be a house with miracles, signs, and wonders. We are going to have wisdom. We're not just going to have spiritual wells. We're going to have earthly representations of what God is building in the earth. Somebody high five yourself and say, my God is not a line. Oh. <laughs> so when you look at the plans of God or the program of God for the earth, you're going to see a lineage. But that lineage is the material manifestation of the connected plans and agenda of God. And there's a reason I'm going through that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. So look at this in Matthew chapter 1. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 17, it says, So all the generations from, from Abraham to David 
are 14 generations. From David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations. And from the captivity in Babylon until the Christ are 14 generations. Are you seeing that now? So God is deliberate. Is that from Abraham to David, 14 generations. From David to the captivity, 14 generations. From the captivity to Christ, 14 generations. Now whenever you see those four things, those four things are not just people. Don't look at Abraham as a person. Abraham is not just a person. Abraham is an embodiment or a representation of a divine order, of a divine system, of a divine program. That's why I say you're going to need your mind. He embodies something. He's a reference point in the genealogical presentation, the schematic outline of the program of God. That's why Isaiah, thousands of years later, says, look to your who? To your father, Abraham. That's why Jesus in the New Testament still said, before Abraham was, I am. So Abraham is is a reference point. David is not just a person. David is a, a representation of an order. He's an embodiment of a, a certain dimension of God. So David is not just a yo king, his warrior, his prophet, but Christ is not called, watch this, Christ is not called the son of Elijah. Christ is not called the son of Elisha. Christ is not called the son of Moses. He's called who? Shout aloud so david represents an order david represents a system and then he says the time of captivity to where no captivity in where babylon so babylon is also a representation of a system you've got to see this now because when god speaks about the geneal genealogy of christ he is talking systemic systemically and generationally and <laughs> Lord help me. <laughs> He's speaking generational, which means that if you don't understand what Abraham means, and you don't understand what David means, and you don't understand what Babylon is, you will not be able to understand the fullness of what Christ has done and what you should do in Christ. This is the reason, watch this. God didn't just re release Christ the day Abraham, or rather Adam, sinned. He didn't just release himself. Oh, Adam has said, okay, Christ, now be born. Because <laughs> there's a program of God that is not limited to redemption. But redemption, forgiveness of sins, is central and foundational to it. But it's not all there is. Because if it, were, if it was all there is, Christ would have come immediately. Are you seeing this? So that means that we need to study Abraham. So we go to Genesis chapter 12. But for us to study Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, we have to see what happened before Abraham came in Genesis chapter 11. And for us to understand Genesis chapter 11, we have to understand what happened in Genesis 6. But I won't take time. Noah represents salvation. Noah's ark, do you remember? Is a typology of Christ. <laughs> because there's a flood that comes upon the earth. A flood that comes upon the earth wipes everybody out. The Bible says calls Noah a preacher of righteousness. So righteousness is not just what happened after Christ came. Righteousness was given to us as a gift in Christ. But righteousness is the standard of God or the character of God in the affairs of men. So that means the righteousness has always been there. 
because the foundation of the Lord's throne are righteousness and justice. Are you seeing that now? So Noah represents, watch this, Noah represents salvation. He represents righteousness. He represents Christ. But after Christ has come into the earth, after the typology of Christ, we find man still going wanting in Genesis 11. In Genesis 11, the Bible says that they journeyed. And guess what happened? The whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found, observe this, they found a plain in the land of Shina and they dwelt there. Then they said one to another, come, let us make bricks and let us build for ourselves so this is the first manifestation of an empire in the build in the bible is the very first manifestation of an empire now if you look through all those four people the four people that we saw in matthew chapter one all of them built what you will call in modern language empires somebody say empires abraham built an empire watch that an empire can be defined as a large conglomerate or a large collection of businesses or influence centers or commercial nerve centers in business but empire is also a government that oversees different nations and people groups and communities so an empire is a very large structure of government and influence so abraham built an empire david built an empire because david built a city come on you understand there's the city of david you remember that are you following this now oh yes are you following this babylon was an empire christ came to build an empire but i explain what that means he said my kingdom or my empire is not where of this world but we'll talk, we'll talk about what empire christ is building he said it's not of this material world or this material dimension so the first time we see an empire in the bible it is this guy the bible speaks later in genesis chapter 11 about a man called nimrod who was a hunter before the lord and bible historians tell us that nimrod was the person who began to galvanize the peoples of the earth the people of the earth and he began to mobilize them to build to make bricks and bake them thoroughly and brick for stone and they built they began to build watch this the problem was not building the problem was that they said let us build for ourselves now for every system god wants to build the enemy is going to have a counter system it's going to have an uh, an initiation of his own self-centered self aggrandizement self-motivated influence now the problem also was not let us build for ourselves the problem was let us build a tower that will reach up to heaven reach up to heaven and God came to see so they had everything inverted here in Genesis chapter 11 they were going to make artificial bricks they were going to make themselves the center of what they were building they were the ones who found the land watch that they were the ones who were naming things themselves in Genesis 12 which God already had in mind how do I know God already had Genesis 12 in mind because Matthew 1 tells us that Abraham's life was not accidental God already had a time where Abraham was going to be born where Abraham was going to be called and the enemy uh, came with his own system watch this before the promises of God concerning your life come to pass the enemy is going to tempt you with something that is not God's plan for your life he's going to do that so what are the differences we see in Genesis 11 they said they found a land in Genesis 12 God said to Abraham I will show you the land 
in Genesis 11 they had to make bricks for mortar in Genesis 12 Abraham built an altar not of bricks but of stones in Genesis 11 they said we'll make a name for ourselves in Genesis 12 God said I will make your name great in Genesis 11, they said, let us build a city. In Genesis 12, God raises Abraham. And Hebrews tells us that he began to look for a city whose architect and whose builder is God. In Genesis 11, man was the architect. Man was the builder. In Genesis 12, God was the architect and God was the builder. In Genesis 11, they said, let us. In Genesis 12, God says, I will be the one to make it happen. These are not just two disjointed stories because you wonder why is God bringing Abraham right after the Tower of Babel because for every Babylonic system there's an Abrahamic order that God is about to birth what I'm trying to tell the church is whatever you are complaining about in the world there is a blueprint in the mind of God that was the original agenda for that so porn for example pornography that has bombarded the minds of people there is a counter kingdom operation that is supposed to grip the minds of believers the way porn has gripped the minds of people but because we just dance and clap we've not even bought into the mind of God to find exactly what the thing is so you complain about our big brother on television but your big brother has an agenda for media because Babel comes as a distraction or a counterfeit for Zion that's why even in Revelations, God judges Babel. He judges Babylon. He said, Babylon has swallowed up many nations. It has destroyed many peoples. Isaiah said, look to your father Abraham. In other words, Abraham is a template. He's a frame of reference. And Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. In other words, Abraham came to reflect a dimension of Christ that we need to understand. Is somebody understanding this? Why is Christ called son of David? Because Christ's life is going to express a certain dimension of the kingdom manifestation. That David, is, is David the father of Christ? Talk to me. I prophesy over this house that there's a staring up in the name of Jesus. A staring up to understand that Noah's ark was not just about people staying in the ark. The ark is salvation. The ark is the covering of Christ. But the reason you are given salvation is so that you can be saved to express the kingdom of God in the earth. Which is rooted in salvation but is not confined or constrained to it. Are you understanding that? High five yourself, say, I understand this. These are two systems. And everybody on earth is either building in Babylon or building like Abraham. Everyone on earth. By the way, you can have the nomenclature Christian and you are a Babylonian. <laughs> Babylonian. So Genesis 11... Just let us build. Somebody rub your hand over your head. Say, I understand this. Say, I understand it. Genesis 11, they had built it before God came down. Genesis 12, God came down so they could build it. 
So the Babylonian kingdom already has a self-centered agenda and it calls on God to bless what self is building. But the kingdom of Zion says that we have come to him, a living stone, the chief cornerstone. He's the one that determines the blueprint, the template. Now, now this message is not for those who are just bothered about escaping. I want to escape poverty. <laughs> this is a systemic message. But if you understand this, you understand why God said concerning Abraham, in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. What was the promise to him? The promise of Christ. But again, the same way you don't see Abraham just as an individual, don't see Christ just as an individual, see Christ as an OS, operating system. That's literally the language in John chapter 1, in the beginning was the word. The word, word is logos. That logos is thought or modern language, the operating system of God. <laughs> the logic of God. The programmatic disposition of God. The orientation of God. The way God thinks. So let us build. Look at this. What they said. Said, Let us gather so that we'll reach up to heaven. But God's agenda for man was not for him to stay in one place. Are you seeing this now? God's agenda for man was for man to spread across the earth. So these guys were literally building a caste system that was going to ensure that people were more concerned about hierarchy and about lines of power chain because if you build up to the tower, somebody has to stay, up, stay on a higher floor. Isn't it? Are you following? Isn't that what the corporate world is? And everybody's trying to snitch on the other person to get to the penthouse. It's Babylon. So until you understand that this thing is not, you say, oh, let's fight corruption. You don't fight corruption with ignorance. And you don't fight corruption with violence. You fight corruption with the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God in Christ was so evident that the political power bases of his generation were scared that they were losing their following. How did Christ do it? Was he just in the temple? Oh, talk to me, guys. Was he just in the temple? In fact, let's, let's go beyond Christ. How did the disciples and the apostles do it? Where did Paul do a lot of his ministry work? Where did he do it? central hubs of influence where he engaged the intellectuals of his day who ran the system so today that would be the business class that would be the political class which is engaging them with the wisdom of god not by shouting your prayers will deal with the spiritual powers and principalities are you following this now but your presence is also a light and a witness in that space but you need to know what you're doing. <laughs> so, let's, so let's do that here. So one language and God scattered it. Now please understand something. We're still going to come back there. That the whole idea of empires is not the devil's idea. It's not the devil's idea. God was going to build an empire through Abraham for kingdom purposes. But the enemy raised up Nimrod to build an empire 
for personal purposes. How do I know that empires are not man's idea or the devil's idea? Because in Daniel 4.17, the word says, This decision is by the decree of the watchers and the sentence by the word of the holy ones in order that the living may know that the most high rules were in the media in the kingdom of men daniel 4 17 and it says it gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men so he's saying that look at this <laughs> he's saying that God can choose to make anybody the president you, you gotta understand what's going on here so this is not just a function of I want to be salt and light I'm going to go and carry a political card if you don't understand the wisdom of God you might enter into a trap and call it political office he says that the kingdoms that God rules, the most high, rules in the kingdom of men and he gives it to whomever he will. So even those that feel like, you know what, I bribed my way into it, I stole my way into it. God has said, I just gave it to you. And I can scatter it. Oh, yeah. Because Babel, you're using my mortar to build. You're using my breath in your lungs to build. You're using my resources to build. You're using people I created to build. And when it's time, I'm going to scatter it. But do you know what the difference is right now? Do you know what the difference is right now? Because God scattered Babylon by himself in the beginning. But now he has committed that authority to who? To the believer. He says, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. But the problem is so many believers are you used to complaining about Babel. So God says, okay. That is why Jesus was able to say, go and tell Herod, you fox. You guys don't know who Herod is. Herod is not a governor. Herod was not a president. Was as good as an emperor. But when you understand the government of God, not as a religious leader, but as a kingdom influencer, there are statements you can make because you've made certain things, you've made certain declarations in the secret place. You can make certain utterances in the public place. Revelations 11 verse 15. Revelations 11. So anything that is Babel-like in your life, can we just take a few moments to just pray in the Holy Ghost? Can, can we pray in the Holy Ghost for like 30 seconds or a, a minute? And as you're praying, when you're asking God, Father, enlighten my understanding. This is what Paul meant when he said, I fought wild beasts in Ephesus. Do you think he was talking about physical animals? No. He was talking about divine, sorry, demonic instruments beasts that are created to consume to devour to disintegrate the moral fiber of society to break marriages to make divorce look cool that's what paul meant 
I wish somebody would pray louder. Jobo kotale brogopalia. Ozoble ketovali ozobregedo. Lozobra kujele kepai. Zovi shataya. Lato poko yatege. Lopruza kele tovia. Shuprehe. Can you really pray, Lord? Open my eyes. Jobo yakateko zava. Sobria teke ne batolo boya, brosokoto le brugo polia da baga, shovrize polia da baga, le brosopotala bazia. You may be seated. I still need to teach quite a bit. Please observe something. Christ deals with sin, but the believer must deal with the systems that glorify sin. <laughs> Christ deals with sin. But the believer has to deal with the system. That's why I said we're co-laborers with God. You must deal with the systems that produce sin. That's why Paul was intentional about going to the centers, to the design. See, where Paul was going, he was going to the gatekeeping interfaces of society. When you think about gates in ancient cities, that was what determined what came in and what went out. And Proverbs 31 says, concerning the virtuous woman, her husband will sit where? At the gate. When Jesus spoke about building, remember what Jesus said? He said, upon this rock I will build my church. And what? The gates. Gates are the systems that determine access, entry and exit. Exit. And believers have not understood that God is building his church, but there is a role where we have to speak to the enemy at the gate. That's why it says, concerning the son of the righteous man, his offspring, his disciples, they will have mawamalenu. That means they will have the mouth, the validation, the authority to speak to the enemy. Where? At the gates. So when we see great revivals, when we hear the stories of great revivals, and there was a revival in the place, and alcohol was shut down. Somebody took a gate in the spirit. And then engaged the systems of men. Either by riding the horse across the city, or printing tracts, or building schools and orphanages. Because if you raise a child in an orphanage with the consciousness of Christ and the kingdom of God, the word says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. So the reason you want to build an orphanage is not so that you can do charity work. I, I want to have an orphanage. I want to have an NGO. I want to have an OGO. I want to have a... Are, are you seeing this now? You've got to understand it. Otherwise, with all your revelation and anointing, you will be a slave to Babylon. <laughs> Only receiving the dregs that Babylon has to offer. Only having the airtime that Babylon gives you on their television station. So they can shut down broadcasting miracles. And people that don't understand what we're saying they will understand it somewhere because you will get to a gate where you know that you must build a kingdom system. There's a popular man of God, one of the, one of the fathers in the body of Christ in Nigeria. I hear that some years ago, they pulled down some of his tweets. So they went and built their own social media platform. Or they banned 
them from broadcasting miracles on television. So now they have broadcasting networks. So when we talk about owning systems, building systems, we're not trying to outdo. I've thought so many times, some of you have heard me say it in private meetings and bigger meetings or leadership meetings. What will happen if Facebook says we don't want to broadcast, any, broadcast anything about Christ again? If Zoom says get off our platform, are we going to use tongues to reach the world? The Bible never says that if you speak in tongues, you'll reach the world. It says if you speak in tongues, you edify yourself. So after, oh, come on, somebody. So after speaking in tongues, get up and build what was revealed to you as you spoke in tongues. Did Jesus sit on his scroll to reach the woman from Samaria? He sat on a well that Jacob built. So can you build something for Jesus to sit on? And let me tell you why I'm, I'm, I'm quite concerned and why I must teach you this. Because many of you are in your 20s and 30s prime time. What it means, many of you don't really have so much money yet, but in the next three years, five years, millionaires are rising in tens of millions, the millionaires and dollars and all of that. So that when the money starts flowing in, you will not be thinking about how to build, how to... So what are the differences between the empires of men and the empires of God or the kingdom of God? I'll use the kingdom of God because that's the word the Bible uses, but they're empires in God. And I'll tell you how I mean, what I mean. The empires of men start with ambition, but the kingdom of God is initiated by vision. So the empires of men said, let us, let us, we want to do, we want to achieve, we want to, hey, mm, 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 mm. But the kingdom of God, it was God that came to Abraham because the architect and the builder is who again? That's why in the New Testament, when Paul says that we are co-builders with God, he did not say we are architects with God. Your best ideas cannot improve on God's plans. <laughs> because in the beginning was not your great idea. In the beginning was the OS. The operating system of God. Christ, Christos. The anointed one and his anointing. The embodiment of all that God is. So there is nothing you can add, watch this, there is nothing you can add to that which created everything that inspired you to think you could add anything. Some of you didn't get that. If that which created everything produced you, then what can you add to the thing that produced you that you think that thing did not already factor before revealing to you what it wanted you to do? Oh, Zabata. Number two, the empires of men are all about making a name for self. But the kingdom of God is about God making a name for himself and giving you a part in that. Because don't forget, God is not, God is not against you having a great name. He promised Abraham a great name. Can I prophesy to somebody here, your name will be great. That amen sounds muffled, sounds masked up. Your name will be great. 
Do you know that Paul has a great name? Do you know that in almost every church in the world this morning, somebody has said, Apostle Paul said, or like Apostle Paul wrote, I prophesy concerning somebody. In the system that the Lord has called you to be a light and a witness, your name will be great. Your name will be a reference point. Your name will be a reason for people to rejoice. Your name is going to be a trigger of the miraculous. Your name is going to unlock, unveil, or manifest great things. Your name will be great. Somebody shout yes. I didn't hear you. Somebody shout yes. But don't focus on that. Don't focus on. You have no business focusing. Let me tell you the other thing. The enemy has created a system, right, or built systems that now dictate the way people think in their minds. So, so let's be honest. How many of you know that at some point in the last two years, you have faced social media addiction? Some kind. You have to be on social media at some point over the last, in the last, raise your hand, wave. All right. Social media. How many of you have, has this happened to you? you brought out your Bible. You wanted to read your Bible. And a notification came. And that was the end. How many of you read your Bible on the app called YouVersion? That is a system. The YouVersion is a system. 400 million downloads. If they have their own servers, if they have their own servers, if anything happens to Facebook or whatever, they have a system. Number three. One, another major difference between the empires of men and the kingdom of God. Excuse me, please. <clears throat> the word says, let us. So number three, the empires of men are about gratification of self, of flesh. But the kingdom of God is about the glorification of the father. And the thing about the glorification of the Father is that when we glorify the Father, He gives us of His glory. What does that mean? Jesus said, I have glorified you. Now it's time, my Father, for you to glorify me. How many of you know that if you have a great father, biological father, if he becomes richer, what you can benefit from becomes greater? Are you understanding this? Now, what is true is that the kingdom of God can never expand or shrink. But its manifestation on earth can be restricted for a season. This is why Paul says we must pray. He says, pray for me that the word of God may do what? Travel swiftly. Why is he saying pray? How can you say pray that the word of God should travel swiftly? Because there's a possibility for things to happen in the systems of men that will reduce the speed at which the word of God is moving. The fact that you have a Mercedes Benz that can accelerate from zero to a hundred kilometers in eight seconds does not mean it will move fast if there is hold up on the highway are you seeing this so for certain watch this for certain ministries that in that were not very systemic or systematic or maybe in some cases exposed already or open do you know that their ministries were impacted by the lockdown the whilst we and some other churches can celebrate God for the increase that we've enjoyed in the lockdown 
in the lockdown we enjoyed increase people were getting saved in the lockdown and the lockdown resources were coming that's why you can see aces here without us raising money are you seeing what i'm saying why because there was a pre-existing technological system the pastors whose ministry suffered a death it does not mean they lost the anointing but it says the anointings upon the head of aaron running down his beard to the skirts of his garment there is a system that can either accelerate or decelerate the flow of god's oil upon your life that's why jesus had disciples that's a system lord help me so understand this now that when god comes to abraham he comes to begin to unveil the zion the, the system of zion his original blueprint so abraham is going to be a perpetual order he's going to be a reference point how do i know he is so enshrined in the agenda of god that watch this the 12 tribes of israel are products of the system of abraham their system of worship comes from Abraham's personal system of worship. So the believer must understand that I'm from a system, but my life is also a template for a group of people. Circumcision. Almost every Jew, in fact, every Jew is circumcised. How many of you also know that many Africans are circumcised? Oh, come on, be bold. Some of you are like, ah, if I say, what would they say? is in the word circumcised how that was one person's system of worship that god says if i get somebody who understands how this thing works i'm going to make his life an order to some people for every man you should be an order to at least your family at least your family how do i know that the original word for empire is imperium and do you know what imperium is? The original word for imperium, imperium is the Latin, imperier, I think, is the Greek. It means command. That's what it means. That's what empire means, command. Having stuff at their command. Let me show you something in Genesis chapter 19. Genesis chapter 19, roll quick. Somebody shout empires. Genesis chapter 19, verse 20, look at what it says. <laughs> Genesis 19. And verse 20. Uh, Lord help me. Sorry. Genesis 18 actually. Genesis 18 and verse 19. Alright. For I have known him in order that he may what? Shout the people. <laughs> Shout the word command. Thank God when the Google generation. So check the root word for empires. That's command. God is saying, because I know this guy understands systems, order, government, instruction. That's why when God was going to create a nation out of the tribes of Israel, he gave them command. Commands that they are meant to follow. This is why even Jesus in the New Testament, he said, if you love me, you will obey what? My commandment. Because I am building something.
something and what I'm building runs with a line of command. That's why rebellion in any format is not of God. It doesn't matter how anointed the rebel is. He's anointed to accelerate the work of the devil in that season of rebellion. Because everything has to line up. How do I know, Dami? If the oil is upon the head of Aaron and Aaron's beard is here, can the oil flow on the beard? Alignment. Command. Synchronicity. Unity. Order. Togetherness. In one place. Are you understanding this? I'm going to translate real quick. This is the reason in the New Testament when God is going to unveil the spiritual dimension of the eternal empire's building, where were they gathered? Where were they gathered? One accord, where? In the upper room. So in the Old Testament with Nimrod, they were going to build themselves a place. In the New Testament, God commanded them to wait in the upper room. In the New Testament, they were going to do it the same way they've been doing it. But in the New Testament, the upper room was the same room, uh, according to Bible history, where Jesus had the Last Supper. How did they find it? He said to them, go and look for a coat. And when you see that coat on Tyler, called he said to them another place he said go and ask people for an upper room and they found the upper room for the supper in other words the new order of what god is building is not going to come from your smart idea god already has the place in the old empire they were the ones that said we will build ourselves in the new testament christ said i will build my church in the old testament they had one language and god scattered it in the new testament god gave them different languages but they were speaking one thing because all of them were glorifying God in one accord in the Old Testament watch this they had one speech in the New Testament the Holy Ghost gave them a new speech in the Old Testament they had their own utterance in the New Testament God gave them their own his own utterance in the Old Testament they baked bricks here for you to bake you need fire in the New Testament God baked them with fire on top of their hair in the Old Testament it was all about what they could do and gather in one place. In the New Testament, after they gathered in one place, God began to send them into the nations of the earth to fill the earth. God is building something. High five, sorry, low leg somebody and tell that person, empires. Shout aloud, shout empires. Oh, I. So, I'm trying to transition. So, God sent the fire. He said there were command. Now, for that command to happen, you have to be able to understand my language. What God literally disrupted when they were building, he broke their chain of command. Because every command is in a language. Even computer commands are in a computer Oh, some of y'all not hearing that. That's why he gave us the language of the Holy Ghost. Because anytime you are your spirit is saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm alive. I'm alive. Because he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks what? Mysteries unto God. And then the next thing is that he edifies himself. In other words, when you're praying the Holy Ghost, you are building a dimension of God's empire in your life. Do you know what we're doing? 
it's a ceremony God is building something that's why he uses the word edificio edification Edif an edifice is a notable building notable buildings are landmarks in the empire of God so when you kabash or kadosh or asha or legedo or zubalaya embrosoto ligadoya evozula eshubraka zembrokalia uzevila endopala oliasco ricatos vilabata parts of god's expression has been built and harnessed and fortified in here that's why prayer is not something you do so that god can bless what you are doing prayer is what god is doing through you this is why everybody that God called built an altar before they built a city Nimrod built a city without an altar anytime you build a city without a base of worship you will build your next idol the city becomes your idol it becomes what you worship whether it's a building whether it's a business whether it's a marriage Oh, if you feel the urge to pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Holy Ghost. If you feel the urge, get I'll conclude on this next week. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. See, this is why, as you're praying, listen, Jesus said, A city. Do you think Jesus was using random metaphors? No. He uses light because light is the material for that building. Then it says, A city set upon a hill. He's talking about the power bases, the structures, the material manifestation of the spiritual empire that God is building in the earth. Let's pray intensely for about two to three minutes. Raso cola cola bazego la cadazas. Jombro bariata. Zobre gadebolo bariata. Jabro bariata. Zobla Pray, pray, pray. It says the gates of hell. Gates are systems of access. So when it says the gates of hell, pornography has a system of access. So you said, I will never watch it again, but it came looking for you. You know why? It's the gate of hell. So they will program it. I'll tell you some stories later. One of, a friend told me about a friend that he has whose child was playing a game and some sexually illicit stuff popped up a child 
so they took the ipad and they played the game and it, you've heard that and nothing came up so they are targeting children the reason we must build systems is that the systems operate 24 7. so we must put what we do in two hours here in a system this is why you put stuff online when you write that post is only on your paper or your ipad when you plug it to a system a thousand people can watch it you see them now so they are targeting systems before we, we, we pray the final stretch i want to give you seven things that are every eight things actually Just remain standing don't don't close Just stay in that worshipful mood eight things real quick I'll, I'll teach you that next week as the message before we thank god before we praise number one thing about a system an empire actually an empire it must have a strong central government please understand something christ never introduced himself as the founder of a religion you will never find it in the bible never he didn't come to found a religion he came to announce a kingdom he came as a king that's why when he stood before judgment and they said are you the king of the jews say you have said so a savior a king show yourself said my kingdom christ never calls himself pastor <laughs> oh god if you understand this that i am saying to you you will understand that most of the things people fight to become are useless you don't fight to become a pastor you are given a gift and that gift is pastor in other words if god calls you to be a pastor you are a gift that god is giving to a people are you are you understanding that i, I will be a most high pastor i'll be a super international uh, superior evangelist they are ministry gifts what's the ministry gifts for for the equipping of the saints for what the work of the ministry what's the work of the ministry reconciling men to god because God builds the man and then Paul teaches us you are God's building you are God's field and you are God's co-workers so God builds you you build men and together as you build men and God builds you we build expressions of the systems of God in the earth to further build men are you seeing that now so it becomes a cycle number two it has administration so there are people who play a role there number three an empire has trade beyond its borders number four it has infrastructure number five it has unification a unification strategy number six it has militia military system number seven every empire has land number eight standardization when you look at all of these things christ teaches all of them in the in the apostle the epistles of the apostles who's the governor of our government god but it's also a family empire so his father we are sons what's our role we are delegated authority let me let me announce something to you some people don't realize this do you know apostolos do you know apostolos do you know it's not a church word how do i know it's not a church word how did paul structure or embody the church he looked at the existing systems that's why I said put on the whole armor of God. That armor is the description of a Roman soldier. It does not mean he was copying the Roman soldiers. He was saying that what the Roman soldiers were doing 
was a shadow and a type of what God already had in heaven. That's why Jesus said before Abraham was, I am. I predicted Abraham. So Abraham, check what? Did he have administration or not? Talk to me. Did he have administration or not? Did he have trade or not? Did he have infrastructure or not? Was there a unification system or not? When Lot came to divide, what happened? He said, please just carry yourself and be going. Are you, are you understanding that? Did he have militia or not? 318 people in his house. That's a military system. What's the military system of, of heaven? Angels. Who, who's the command? Who gives them the command? Are there not ministering spirits unto them who are? So you are part of the militia. You are in the command structure. And this is why sometimes things are going on in your life. Pray and dispatch angels. Because the foot soldiers don't go to war until the generals release a command. And just like the empires of men are command activated. The kingdom of God is also what? Command activated. Look at what the word says concerning the sons of Issachar. He said that they knew what to do and their brethren were where? At their command. God says to Isaiah, concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. That command does not mean control me and boss me around. He's saying return to me. The protocols are installed for the governmental operation of this empire. Prayer is not a gasp of desperate call. Even when it's that, it's an activation of governmental protocols in the kingdom of God. It's a call for help. It's mayday, mayday. It's you on the walkie-talkie. That's why you can be walking and be praying. Because you got your walkie-talkie. Walkie, 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 walkie-talkie. <laughs> you understand? And you also notice that concerning Abraham, God said, I will give you which what? What? Land. Because for the operation of systems on the earth, there must be land for you to operate on. That's why even in the early church, at the initiation of the early church, please somebody remind me what gifts did they sell and bring the money to the apostles' field? Tell me what, what they sell. All they had and what? Lands! Because the knowledge of the glory of the Lord must cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. Now, do you know that when water covers the sea, where is the water? Where's the water sitting on? Land! This is why people of the world, Jesus said the children of this world, they are wiser in their day. That day is a system of operation. That's what that day is. Because day in the old language is not just day as we see it. It is a space or a system for you to do stuff. That's why Jesus said, Night cometh when, man, when no man shall be able to walk. In other words, there's a system for me now to operate on the earth. At a certain point, that system is going to be evolved from me just being physical on the earth. I'll be in other people. 
as an operating system, not as a physical body, as a person, as a person, but as a systemic manifestation of the Godhead. Standardization. This is where unity comes in. I want us to pray in two minutes, intensely in the spirit. You can walk around the building, intensely in the spirit. What are we praying? Lord, expose to me in detail dimensions of this revelation that I need for where I am to be an effective ambassador. Now, people are going to be like, oh, why you start talking about this? We used to be able to witness. You will become a better witness because now you know you are recruiting people not just to go to heaven. But you are recruiting people so the manifestations of heaven can come upon the earth. Until the culmination. There's going to be a culmination. Revelations 11, 15. The kingdoms of the world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of His Christ. Can you make it hotter? Make it hotter in just one minute. Take us about us. Diego Dok, all of here. I believe that this is one of the things that Paul knew. The word apostle is not a religious language. Apostle is a kingdom language in the Roman Empire. A person that you delegate, that you send. So the reason Paul used that language is because they could understand it. Apostle is not a title. It's a delegation. It's an office. So yes, the title is not bad. But we need more manifestations. Make it out, make it out. Yo la keke ya do do talala todo. Yo robodo ya do. Pare keke le kede ya do do. Yo brie de kede. understands it when you understand this discipline goes to another level consistency goes to another level devotion goes to another level I'm your pastor but I don't think like just a pastor I think like a king I'm raising kings so I push myself when I'm tired I see I'm online I'm online I see I'm preaching I'm preaching I see I'm giving I'm giving because I know it's not just the words I speak. I'm a model. I'm a template. I'm a sign. I'm an order. Hey! Hey! The lineage of Jesus. Four 
major markers there are other human markers in history other human moses is a marker in, in history noah is a marker in history peter is a marker in history there are many markers in the genealogy of times but god chooses four who peg the timelines he says abraham so you've got to study abraham guys david is an institution babylon now babylon the captivity into babylon was secondary to babylon the system of babylon was in genesis 11 before abraham even came are you understanding that the seed for babylon was what caused eve to be enticed was the babylonian system presents a vision that is not of god so a double vision a division a division babylon appeals to the eyes it appeals that's why i said all that is in the world lust of the eyes lust of the flesh pride of life those three things are in the original temptation he says that he saw that it was good for food lust of the flesh good for food what my flesh wants appetite legitimate appetite but god said don't touch this one touch that one don't touch premarital sex touch sex and marriage don't touch your offering and giving to the lord touch what you want to spend on yourself don't touch your time with god you see that now where's the pride of life he said when you eat this you will be like god so the three things that john encapsulates in his epistle were in the garden the babylonic system is the manifestation the systemic watch this babylon is the systemic operation of the serpent it is appealing it is slithery it is seductive it is it, it is enticing and do you know that christ himself was tempted with babylon do you know that so like, eh. Hebrews tells us it was tempted in every way. How was it tempted by Babylon? The enemy showed him what? All the kingdoms of the world. Says if you just, why did he say you should do? If you do what? Where do you bow? At the city or at the altar? He's saying if you bow, you will become my priest in the kingdom I will give to you. Because worship is superior to acquisition worship is superior to possession we're gonna pray in the final stretch in 90 seconds father any seed of babylon in my life do you know you can use god to build babylon are you aware that you can build babylon in god's name ah uh, you, you don't understand it's as if when the enemy can appear as an angel you can build something that ah, is god i want to hear testimony small girl be god keeping her breasts with what's going on saved by grace that's bob is babylon you, that's babylon babylon is gratify your flesh and still try to glorify god in fact bob oh god let me let me say do you know there's a big one of the richest in fact almost all the richest religions in the world or sects or denominations they are babylonian you know some of them they have money they have a lot of money and they have a lot of property but many of them are babylon can i also say to you that the pentecostal church was raised for a reason but if the pentecostal church doesn't understand this babylon is going to take over 
Let's pray. Let's pray. 30 seconds and then we'll, we'll give the offering and the clue. Yeah, yeah. Lord, carry a search through my life. Carry a search through my life. Carry a search through my life. David said, search me. Search me. Search me. Search me. Search me. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Come on, somebody raise your hands to the Lord. Wave to the Lord and let's worship him. Just worship him and say, God, I thank you. I'm not going to build an empire for myself. I will find the space, the part of the house you've called me to. This is what Jesus actually meant when I said in my father's house, there are many mansions. Replace that word house with empire. And the original is more like dynasty, which is just not just the empire, but also the rulership, the timelines. So he's saying there are many spaces in the empire of God. You are not, you're not called to be in every space. You're called to represent him in different spaces. This is why Paul said, Paul said that Christ committed the gospel unto the Gentiles to who? To me. And he said he committed the, the uh, gospel to the Jews to who? He's saying in the empire that Christ is building, when it comes to Gentile ministration, Peter is not anointed for it like I'm anointed for it. And I'm not anointed. Are you seeing this now? This is why every local church must be built on the rock Christ but not every local church will have the same style of worship or the same kind of teaching or the same structure but Christ must be foundational and central somebody give God praise this morning did you get something this morning hallelujah